Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. Dude, you know, tonight I was uh, sitting here at home for the ninth straight month. Dude. That's right. And uh, we we're having a family movie night, and we watched the first Harry Potter movie, dude. Yeah, that's a good movie. It is, yeah. Do you know how long ago that movie came out? Um, I actually don't. I think it was about 20 years ago. God, we're old. That, that movie came out, and that, um, that has a lot of meaning Tonight, because that's actually how long ago we actually recorded our last podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I looked at the date. Our last uh, podcast was October 12th, uh, the year 2000 was our last yeah, podcast. Well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that we, we've gotten some messages uh, wondering if we are okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, we are okay. We're just uh, fine. We, uh, we just uh, chose to... Uh, hibernate because there's just been nothing to talk about uh, in terms of uh, hockey. Although, I mean, there has been some news, obviously, but now with the season on the horizon, dude. That's right. And training camp about to start in a matter of days. Hockey's back, dude. The Sharks are back, but not in San Jose. But they're back. Hockey's back. The Sharks are back. I was... Not completely convinced that this NHL thing was going to happen here, given the state of the pandemic now, especially in California. But it seems like they're going to go ahead with it. Other sports are running. In the middle of January, there's going to be NHL hockey again, although the Sharks may not be in San Jose. It looks like they're going to start the season in Scottsdale. They're going to do training camp in Scottsdale. Uh, And the coaching staff is basically going to have to move the whole operation down to Arizona, where I guess no one wears a mask, so no one cares. But <laughs> which is fine, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll see how how these teams can stay healthy. I know other sports have had some challenges in that regard, but we're not going to talk too much about that today. What we are going to talk about is what are the Sharks facing? What does the lineup look like? What does the season look like? All those things. Um, I know a, f- a couple things have happened since we last recorded, dude. So why don't we just jump right in? Well, dude, I mean, just quickly, the details on the season, right? I mean, we've got training camp on December 31st, first game for the Sharks on January 14th, and this will be the first game, and I can't even remember when, that Joe Thornton will not be in Teal. And this has to certainly be the biggest news since we last recorded Joe Thornton gone to Toronto. Uh, Dude, your uh, emotions aside... Your assessment on this uh, roster shakeup? Well, it certainly seems like the Sharks have reached a turning point here with the franchise, right? It, it, I think that the statements aside from management, it's not at all clear that the Sharks are actually going to contend. We can talk about that in a moment, given the new division shakeout. But I think the Sharks are turning the page on this era of Joe Thornton. And he was a third-line center at the at, at the time. And he is going to be sort of the elder statesman for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And from a hockey perspective, 
like you said, emotions aside, it seems like the right move for the Sharks. The Sharks need to find a new identity now, uh, given their current makeup. They are not going to be the Joe Thornton front and center Stanley Cup contender anymore. Joe Thornton is now a role player. He's going to be a role player with the Maple Leafs. He would be a role player with the Sharks. And now the Sharks have to strike out and find a new way to contend given their roster. And as we'll probably talk about in a minute, that might be a kind of tough sledding for the Sharks here. But uh, let's not give too much away. What do you What do you say about the end of the Joe Thornton era, dude? Well, I mean, you can't say enough about how much Joe Thornton has meant to uh, the franchise, to fans, to the Bay Area in general. Um, You know, Joe Thornton is iconic San Jose Sharks hockey and is a legend, is a Hall of Famer, and, and has just the biggest sports personality in the Bay Area. I mean, just the guy with his shirtless interviews uh, post-game was such a crack-up. Uh, stool uh, was that? Was, uh, well, not Stooley. That's, that's a different joke. Uh, um, <laughs> Stooley the Clown is a joke from uh, high school. That's a different uh, one. Slappy, Slappy. Um, uh, there might be one other person who listens to this podcast and thinks the Stooley joke is funny. I didn't even mean <laughs> um slappy i mean all that stuff dude it's gonna be very strange to not have him here but i think it's absolutely the right decision for both the sharks and joe thornton now i don't know if joe thornton if he wants to win a cup if going to toronto is the right destination i'm not convinced that uh, they have what it takes to win a cup, but they certainly have a talented team. And I know that he'll be close to his family, which was a huge draw for him going back there to be able to be close to his family. Um, but for the Sharks, I mean, if they're really going to turn the page as a franchise and get, make this Logan Couture's team, Joe Thornton has to go. Um he has to go. I mean, that this will never be Logan Couture's team with Joe Thornton in the dressing room, C or A or nothing. It doesn't matter. Joe Thornton is San Jose Sharks hockey. That's right. So, He's such a strong personality. He's going and so well-respected, not only among the team, but in the league that He's going to sort of take over whatever room he's in. And, and given now he's being brought in as sort of uh, the elder statesman with the Toronto Maple Leafs, he's not going to sort of encroach on that franchise the way I think he would with the Sharks where he once wore, he once wore uh, the C and you know, there's always some at least external questions about that whole rigmarole, which we don't need to get into, but yeah. So now it's Logan Couture's team for sure. Uh, Bob Bugner is the uh, permanent head coach. Um, and this team moves forward with what they have. And um, some of those, Spots on the roster, I got to say, are a little bit questionable. Right now, the number 60 is is still Jacob Middleton. Uh, there's certainly some questions about, uh, you know, the the bottom six, and the Sharks are going to have to try and fill those spots from within. Yeah, I mean, there's been some veteran players, uh, veteran centers specifically, that have gone off the board in the last... 48 hours at incredibly affordable rates in uh, Eric Howla and uh, Carl Soderberg. Uh, 
both signing one-year deals at under one and a half million dollars. I mean, these are veteran players that, um, uh, given the Sharks' uh, roster state in the bottom six, I would have liked to have seen them try and add somebody like that. I mean, and this is the reason why, you know, we've seen the San Francisco Giants kind of take this tactic, although they didn't do it this year because they were in contention all the way to the end for a playoff spot, but they did it the year previous where they signed these veterans to one-year deals and then you turn around and trade them for assets, right, if they have good seasons. And I think this was a, a missed opportunity, to be honest, to, um, again, I hope it's not Doug Wilson just um, over-evaluating his own players because this was the mistake that they made last year when they rolled out your Tyken and others in the first game, and they were so incredibly overmatched. Now, these guys have had um, some NHL experience since, but um, also, you know, having months and months off from hockey can't be good for Noah Gregor or Joel Shellman or uh, Leon Bergman or any of these guys who, uh, Dylan Gambrell, I mean, these are the guys that you're looking at, right? to fill the void. Uh, and, and I've only named a, a few of them. There are others, you know, I, I'm not banking on Auntie Su Suamela. I mean, Auntie Suamela was made for the taxi squad, right? Which is what we'll be talking about here in a second. And some of these roster, you know, adjustments that will be happening. But uh, yeah, the sharks are, are definitely shorthanded dude. And you mentioned that the, the, Jacob Middleton is the 6D right now. Um, will they bring in a veteran player? There's a lot of options out there um, uh, for guys to sign. Uh, you know, Sharks have you know about three and a half, four million dollars of cap space um, that they can they can go to. Um, I I expect that they will bring in a veteran defenseman so that Jacob Middleton can be that seventh player and not in the lineup regularly. Right. I, especially if, you know, with, with Shimmick being hurt so much of last season, um, you know, we have three player, uh, you know, Vlasic, Burns, and Carlson now over 30. You think guys are going to get banged up. You're going to need at least somebody you can point to. And even if you look at the the minor league roster it's like there's nobody i mean nick de simone i mean that's who we're looking at right now as the possible step in as the number six i mean that's not i got oh, nothing i mean that's i got nothing against nick de simone but i mean that's he he's not he's not an nhl player yeah. at this point it's unacceptable so. i mean i think the, the the first question dude is you know what what are what is the goal for the sharks this season right are are they in are they in playoff mode? Are they in rebuild mode? Uh, you look at the realigned divisions, right? Which now the divisions have been completely realigned and the Sharks are in a division with Anaheim, beatable. Yep. Arizona, beatable. They Definitely. had a terrible offseason, right? And they're, you know, Ekman Larson at some point will get moved. They're a disaster. Down they just there. traded Derek Stepan. They did? Yeah. They I traded Derek Stepan to the Ottawa Senators. Oh, I missed that. So yeah, they they're not even. So they're 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 a mess. They've got the the new uh, team president coming in, GM. They're going to take a step back. 
Colorado is the you know is the best team in this division with Vegas right there as well. Although Vegas, you know, they uh, have some salary cap issues. I'm not I'm not sure what they're going to do here. I think they're not compliant yet. But they add Petrangelo. Obviously, that's huge. They lose um, some role players and Stasny, uh, St. Louis. Hard to know what St. Louis is. I mean, after, you know, they were the champions and then they really flamed out. L.A., not a good hockey team. Minnesota, definitely beatable. So you list, I, I listed them off here. Colorado, Vegas, and St. Louis, clearly better than the Sharks. Can you say the same about the those other four teams? No. So the Sharks have the chance to be the fourth playoff team because they're going to take four teams from each division. So right now, it should be the Sharks. They should be that fourth team, dude. Like the, with with so many high um, high level players on the team, but they have but the but the question is depth and goaltending. It's the same questions we've had, you know, had last year, and it really bit them in the ass. No, you're so. right. You're right. And I mean, I was okay. So just looking at this new lineup, if we uh, take a, if we stipulate that the sharks are number four, what's the fifth best team, Minnesota. Yeah. So I just pulled up Minnesota's roster. It's like Nick Benino, Kevin, no, I know. Kevin Fiala, I, I, I know. It's and really, it's Cam it, Talbot and Alex Stalock and goal. It's like, no. you're right. I mean, I can't say I am overly optimistic about this Sharks team, but when I put it side by side with the Minnesota Wild, I mean, Minnesota Wild's got a pretty good defense. I'll give them that. You know, Spurgeon, Suda, Dumba, Brodeen. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll take that. I got no problem with that. But... Everything else, I I don't know, man. It's like you're right. Maybe the Sharks will make the playoffs. They've got a shot, and the and and it's just I think we're gonna find out pretty, you know, you know, where which direction the Sharks are headed, right? You know, are they, are this team gonna have any pride? Because they were, it's an embarrassment that they didn't make that play-in tournament. They were so bad that they didn't make that play-in tournament with, with their roster. That's embarrassing yep. when you look at the teams. Like, And I hope that they play like they ha- They want to make a point because there's a lot of veteran, established, all-star level players on this team. Um, there have been some improvements on the fringes, I think, with Ryan Donato. I think Matt Nieto as a depth player. I mean, Matt Nieto oh, is not a difference maker, right? But he certainly is better than, you know, the other guys we listed earlier in the podcast. And Matt Nieto, uh, for all his faults, has been a regular contributor on a really good hockey team the last three years in Colorado. Also a better rapper than the other players we mentioned <laughs> earlier. So... You know, and, and we didn't. T- I mean, I don't know. We haven't mentioned that Patrick Marlowe is back, right? Right. <laughs> you know, which you know, I, I, uh, I, I'm not sure what 
to say about that. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, he, although, you know, you, of course you're rooting for Patrick Marlowe. And of course, if he's doing well, and the team is bad. He can get you more picks, right? So, <laughs> Do it uh, again. You know, Do it like, again. Uh, you know, you, 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 you're rooting for him either way. Um, but there is, you know, cautious optimism here that that's why I wanted to see the Sharks try and make a play for some of these cheap veterans that are out there right now and let the these younger players, because there's supposedly going to be an AHL season, dude, that begins on February 5th. Now, will the Barracuda be playing in San Jose? I don't know. We don't know if San Jose will allow pro sports by that time. I really hope so. If, if we aren't at a better place in our county by February 5th, then there are bigger problems than the Barracuda being able to play at the tank, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you really hope that that would be the case, that we would be able to get back to a place where, you know, that professional sports and even some of the college teams would be able to play back in Santa Clara County. But, um, you know, you want to see these younger players be successful and not force them into a position where they're either playing out of role or they're struggling so bad that they can't contribute down the road. So, but that doesn't seem to be the direction that we're going here, right? No. And, and frankly, looking at the free agent list, which I've pulled up on cap friendly right now, I can't say I'm, all that excited about any of these names that I'm seeing right now, unless you're excited about seeing some names that were once on the Sharks but now are not. Two notable ones, David Schlemko available. Also, Mirko Mueller not given a qualifying offer. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I can't say that makes me excited, but I mean, maybe known quantities... Are they better than Jacob Middleton? I have no idea at this point. Yeah, I I mean, it, dude, you you're not wrong. There's uh there's the list is not great, but you know, I I also think that it can be viewed as a similar and and there are um players out there who may have no interest in coming to San Jose, right? For for many reasons. Right. There's not a probably, you know, if there are other teams uh, competing for these free agents, and maybe the Sharks were in on Soderbergh. I don't know. Maybe they were in on Howla too. Maybe, maybe the fact that if you sign with the Sharks, you don't even know where you're going to be living for the next five months is a problem. And you would imagine that that might be a problem, right? Sure. Uh, so, uh, for a player like Andy Green, right, or a player like, and go ahead and laugh. Ron Hainsey, right? These are two veteran defensemen who have actually been relatively um, average or above average in their twilight years here. We're looking for 12 minutes, right, to stop, to not make mistakes. I'm not interested in, Schlemko can't even get, that guy can't even get on the ice, and he was a train wreck when he was here, right? Yeah. Like, that's not, Mirko Mueller, I mean, you know, you know, he's still, he's, how old is he? He's probably 25, He's 25, he's 25. You know, I mean, like, I don't know, like, maybe, Maybe you do bring him back. Like, I mean, uh, that if you could get him for, you know, a million dollars or less, like, you know, you know, I'm sure that with the qualifying offer, they were going to have to pay him more than that. 
Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Like, I don't hate that. Like, Mirko Mueller was supposed to be a good a good player, you know, and, and it didn't turn out – he didn't turn out to be as steady as sort of Vlasic Jr. as we thought he would be. But, you know, is he – is he better than Jacob Middleton? I don't know. Jacob Middleton was injured last year too. We can't forget that, right? Yeah. So, you know, would I rather see Mirko Mueller on a team that is looking to make the playoffs? Probably. And the big wild card, if we're talking about D, we don't know about there's well, there's the kid from Arizona State, right? Yep. I mean, Leonard, we don't know like how NHL ready he is. And then there's Ryan Merkley, dude. Ryan Merkley will be either in San Jose or in San Jose this year. He's not going to junior. He is playing for the Barracuda or he's playing for the Sharks. So And he's twenty. So, you know, we've we've talked about this several times before on the podcast, and it's one of those situations where you want him quarterbacking a pro power play for twenty to twenty two minutes a night. You don't want him playing twelve minutes with no. maybe a struggling Sharks team. You know, Ryan Merkley is a guy that you want to get the puck on his stick. You want him to be defensively responsible. You don't want him to make one mistake and then get benched for the rest of the night. So I can't well, imagine seeing Ryan Merkley for any extended period of time at the big club this year because you don't want to play him third-pairing minutes. I just don't think that's where you're trying to slot him long-term. And playing him... Next to Mario Ferraro, I don't know, man. I, that just doesn't seem like the right fit. Maybe the coaching staff will see it differently. Yeah, I don't know. I think a, a, a lot, um, a lot will have to depend on what happens with the AHL season. If it if they go forward with it, um, or if the development of these young players, if they are not on the NHL roster, are not part of the taxi squad, which is essentially a set of four to six players, that do not get counted against the salary cap and they travel with the team or they don't even have to travel with the team. They're basically available when somebody gets COVID, right? Yeah. Which is going to happen. It's going to happen. And these guys, they practice with the team and they're there. If there's no AHL season, then Ryan Merkley is going to be on the taxi squad. He's going to be around the team. He's going to be, and he may even be on the taxi squad when the season starts because they don't want him just sitting there you know, doing nothing. They would rather have him practice and learn from Eric Carlson, learn from Brent Burns, learn from Vlasic. Like he's going to get better by doing that. Now, if the Barracuda season starts, then yes, you send him back unless he's ready to make a real impact. If if he's ready to make a real impact, then, then he should play. Like, but, but, you know, I think, you know, we're not, sure about that and we won't know and we and we won't ever see or find out because there's no preseason and there'll be likely not much footage of training camp i mean this is the the taxi squad is super tricky it's really tricky for the sharks which is why i made the joke about suamela just sort of being made for the taxi squad i mean this guy you know you don't care if he's playing for the barracuda this isn't a guy who's going to get better because he's playing at the ahl level he has been a sort of a disappointing player for us who you can bring along and you can play him and he's not going to kill you, but he's probably not going to hurt you. 
or he's not going to help you that much, you're Tyken, another guy. He'll probably be on the taxi squad. Well, you're right? t- no, your Tyken's gone. No, he's back. I thought they waived him and then they kept him. I thought they, yeah, I thought they ditched him. He cleared unconditional waivers three days ago, and then something else happened since then. So on Christmas he he cleared waivers. So where where's he at? I don't know where he's at. I I just I saw that in a tweet. I think I saw Kevin Kerr's tweet out that Daniel Tyken has been has been waived. Yes, for the I, purpose I, I believe... of contract termination. <laughs> so I don't think he's going to be around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, I misread the uh, the the. You're exactly right. You're taking cleared waivers, paving the way for the Sharks to release him. Well. Exactly why he should not be on the taxi squad. There you go. Now you're thinking. <laughs> wow. Ooh, ouch. Wow. I just saw a hockey buzz link. Wow. I didn't even know that website was Ooh, still in hockey invi- buzz. Yeah. Is, what is this? 2011? Dude, let's talk about the schedule really quick. I mean, the schedule is basically set up like a baseball schedule where, you know, teams are playing back to back games against the same team in the same city. So, like the Sharks open in Arizona and they play a game against the Coyotes and there's a day off and they play another game against the Coyotes, right? And then they travel to wherever they go next. Some of the games are literally back-to-back nights and others there's a game and a day or two off in between and then another game and then they travel, right? Doing this to minimize their travel and their exposure to other teams. So once you um, play a team you don't see them again probably for quite some time. So if there is an outbreak, you're really only impacting one team instead of the problem that baseball had where you, you know, you were having the team where they were just right now and the team that they just saw and the team that they just saw, the team they were supposed to play, they were you were having four teams be benched because of it. And in this case it probably only affect one or two. Um, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. Like yeah. we've already seen it happen in B- the NBA, right? This happened last week when the Houston Rockets didn't even have enough players to play uh, because of COVID contact tracing and COVID protocols broken. Now, I don't know if there's anybody as douchey as James Harden in the NHL. I mean, that guy is a great A douchebag, <laughs> but, um, you know, who's just sort of flouting flaunting COVID protocols um, because he wants to go to the club, right? Yeah. So um, hockey players seem to understand this concept of teamwork a little bit better. Um, The same problems were being had in Major League Baseball where the Miami Marlins had a real problem at the beginning of the year. So, um, but it's going to happen. It's just, it's going to happen even if these guys are, are taking great care, it's going to happen. It's just, you know, uh, unlikely that it's going to be avoided completely. That's right. And it's just so out there in the community right now. It's just everywhere, especially in California, where the Sharks are unfortunately going to have to... I don't even know what the Kings are doing. I think LA County is like the worst county in the country right now. Yeah, I think that they are um, allowed to play just based on how the Los Angeles college sports are operating. The Lakers and Clippers are playing like they are. The, the, the football teams are playing down there. They have, they're letting the sports teams play. 
So certainly I think the chances are pretty good that some teams are going to get, uh, have some losses because of COVID, even if they all do the right thing. And I mean, this is obviously a pretty heavy lift when you're a 25 year old player with millions of dollars. Uh, you may not feel quite as inclined uh, to toe the line, although maybe NHL is slightly better in that regard. It's hard to know. It'll, it'll be interesting. You know, I mean, one in major league baseball, there were two players for the Cleveland Indians who broke COVID protocols and went out. I don't know the whole story. They did something. They went out one night and broke protocols. And, you know, I don't think that they were necessarily exposed, but they did what they weren't supposed to do. And one of them was, I mean, the guy, one of the best pitchers in the American League. And the team demanded that both players be sent to the minors or they wouldn't play. They refused. They said, we don't want these guys back. Wow. We don't want them back. They're out or we don't play the rest of them. So the guy, maybe one of their best players got traded and the other guy just got sent to the minors and, and didn't like, is, is, was a good player. Didn't, shouldn't be in the minors because he was a bad player. He was sent there because he was a douchebag, you know, and it'll be interesting to see if that happens in in the NHL. If that kind of social pressure is in effect is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I mean it should. Listen, you know, yep. if, if yeah, the, we're going to work, right? This is it, we're going to work. And if you decide that you're going to go do something that's irresponsible, you're endangering all, you know, 50 or 60 people who are involved in the on-ice activities that night. You've endangered all of us. So, you know, hopefully everybody will think long and hard about that you know, as, as they try to make this a success. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and at first I thought, oh, the NHL isn't going to actually start. But given, like you said, all the other sports are actually running. I mean, purely from a competitive standpoint, the NHL can't afford not to run. If the NBA is playing, if the NHL, is, I mean, if the NFL is playing, if baseball is playing, you can't sit this out. You can't sit a season out and have all the other sports playing. It's a competitive marketplace of entertainment right now, especially right now. Everybody's busily binge-watching the Queen's Gambit. They need <laughs> they need something to compete against, uh, and that's the NHL. So, I mean, of course we wish them all the luck. It's interesting that they did this radical realignment. All the Canadian teams are going to play each other. I mean, if you know, is Joe Thorne going to a Canadian team a pretty smart call right now, given the relative danger of COVID in Canada versus the United States. It seems like a pretty smart call at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think for him, this worked out perfectly. I mean, he, he made it a priority to be close to his family, his parents. He's going to be, um, you know, if he's in Toronto, I mean, I mean, listen, I, I'm not, I have no insight here, but you could imagine that maybe his family will be, you know, maybe not with him in the city and they'll be out where, wherever his parents are. And he's not going to feel as bad about that. You know I mean? That there's a big family support there. So I don't know, like, I mean, like for Joe, certainly he has a better chance to win, win a Stanley cup by being a member of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Their chances got significantly better with the uh, news of Kucherov missing the entire season for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Toronto, uh, they're, 
their stock is rising, although I still just don't, I have a hard time, you know, just getting behind how their roster is constructed. I think it's very flawed, but anyways, um, it does look like a good move for sure. You know, you'd rather be in Canada right now than here. Uh, that That's for sure. Yeah, and the Sharks are going to start their first eight games on the road, I think. I mean, this sounds like uh, the NHL schedule makers attempting to make it so that the Sharks have every opportunity to play in San Jose should those regulations soften if cases decline in the, in the county. Um, otherwise, it's not even that clear where they will play. And it would be interesting to see what kinds of effects that will have on the players who live here, who are actually not even playing here, who are not practicing here. Is this going to foster what many have uh, identified as a major issue with this team, which is this locker room culture? Uh, if If these guys are basically someplace else, Together, could that foster a tighter-knit group, uh, something that people say is needed and something that I think was a big reason why Bob Bugner was retained with this team. He can identify what these problems are and hopefully take steps to make sure that there isn't some sort of fracture or fractures within the locker room to, to get guys all pulling on the same rope here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, I can't remember if it was um, on 31 Thoughts or on Hockey Central that, I mean, they, they basically came out and said it, dude, that the, the problem is Eric Carlson, like, that's what yeah. they said. That's the problem. He's the problem, that he just has not fit in. He has not fit in within the locker room, and then it's a challenge when you're a highest paid player doesn't fit in and and what are you supposed to do now i mean maybe uh that will improve maybe joe thornton not being around will make that better you know when you you can imagine that must be pretty hard if you're a big personality who's used to being the alpha dog in your room and you come in and there is a bigger dog than you hanging out like that's got to be difficult right um especially when you think maybe it's your turn to kind of step up now again i I'm just speculating here, right? But they did. They said it. I mean, that. so you hope that he's healthy. You hope that he's able to fit in more um, and that this team can – it is critical that they get off to a good start. Yeah. It's critical. If they start the year, you know, one in five after, you know, they have – they are playing the easiest part of the opening part of the schedule. Not the easiest, but they are playing. They've got the Coyotes back-to-back. They've got the St. Louis Blues back-to-back, and then they got the Wild back-to-back, right? So they don't have to face the Avs or the Golden Knights first. But yeah, they're on the road. There's going to be no fans in any of these stands, probably. And all three of these teams have some questions, right? You know? Arizona is a mess. Yeah. St. Louis losing Petrangelo, that's going to hurt. Now I know they replaced him with Tory Krug, right? But yep. Tory Krug in in game 3 on that team probably, I mean, I don't know, it's going to take some time for him to fit in, you would think, and they had some major goaltending issues there. Yes. Right? Uh so there's that. 
And then Minnesota, you can't say that that's a scary matchup. Sharks need to start well, dude. It's so important. Yeah, I agree. And it might be one of those things where I know those of us who try to watch all the NHL, I mean, when Ottawa made it almost to the Stanley Cup Finals, when Eric Carlson had that great season, I mean, maybe this is just a function of Eric Carlson has a good season, then the rising tide lifts all boats, right? I mean, if he didn't have a good season last year, maybe you put him in a salty mood. If he can be 100% healthy, and Lord knows he's had plenty of time to get healthy over the last nine months, if he can be 100% going into the season and start hot, then maybe it can catch the whole team on fire. Who knows? Uh, you know, Certainly when you have a guy of that caliber playing well, it brings an extra, uh, you know, dimension of danger to the entire team. It's it's just scary when when you see Eric Carlson doing what he can do. It's uh, it's there's not too many teams that have a good response for that, and and certainly against those teams like you mentioned, you would think we could roll over some of those guys. So hopefully we can get started on that. That would that would be nice. But you know, there's so many questions on everything, right? Every team has these kinds of questions. How are they going to operate under these new, you know, a shortened uh, training camp, you know, two week training camp or less, no preseason games, basically just thrown right into it. And, you know, teams like the Sharks obviously have a benefit of having a lot of extra rest. So hopefully there's no nagging injuries that are that are still around, but there's still so many unknowns that are going to happen. And the Sharks even more so because their whole roster is kind of, you know, the second half of the roster is kind of an unknown. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, and we're not, you know, these roster questions, all fans are going to be totally blind, right? Like we're, we're just going to be going off of, I don't even know if there's going to be any, if Kevin Kurz is going to be down at camp, like how that's going to go. Like, how are we going to find out how some of these roster battles are going? Like how uh, some, some of these positions are taking shape. I mean, it could just be a surprise, you know, on, January 14th, but honestly, I don't care. Like, I'm I'm stoked. I can't wait. I can't wait for the season to start. I got a Sharks uh, quarter zip for Christmas, dude. Nice. I, I'm it right now. I'm super excited. Uh, dude, uh, I am trying not to set high expectations uh, for this season uh, because I think, you know, it, it, it could be – incredibly disappointing but on the other hand i can also convince myself that the sharks finished third in this division so right um you know if if a lot of things go right right we haven't even talked about the goaltending which we won't get into that today yeah let's just stay away from that for now because there's just we just don't know but do we're, we're getting ready for the season here like you said we're we're days away from training camp and we're only you know a little more than two weeks away from the beginning of the season at a very strange time in january the nhl season is starting so odd but i guess we'll be back dude we'll be you know the podcast is back we're we're, we'll we're back. still here we'll be we'll be back weekly uh we're back in uh in regular season mode here send us uh some questions questions at dudes on hockey.com get us up on twitter uh, post questions on the blog, dudesonhockey.com. Uh, and uh, you, you can post stuff on Facebook, dude. We want to hear from you. We love getting emails and uh, we are excited. Spread the word too. Spread the good word. Dudes on Hockey is back. If we have any listeners left uh, <laughs> after being uh, out of touch on uh, 
planet quarantine for the last uh, two months. Dude, did I tell you I got a uh, a cocktail a making class for Christmas? I'm going to be learning how to make cocktails tomorrow night. I'm That's so it's the best possible activity for quarantine. Honestly, it really well, is. Yeah, we've um, shared many a uh, a virtual cocktail. Uh, in the last nine months, dude, and uh, we will raise a uh, a glass on January fourteenth, and several before then, as we toast the sharks being back. And uh, I can't wait, dude. I'm, I'm pumped. Well, thanks to everybody for listening. I hope you're uh, happy and healthy and safe at home during this holiday season. I hope everybody has a nice, happy and healthy new year. And we will be back soon to talk more about the San Jose Sharks. Awesome. Go Shark! Go Shark! Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.